Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Good evening, everybody, and I'm going to welcome to the room closet tonight. Joe, how are you, Joe? I'm doing great. Joe is an incredible healer, and he wants something that I find very important in these days and times. Joe, can you tell us a little about EFT? Okay. Um, EFT is called Emotional Freedom Techniques. Um, and it uses the same points you use in acupuncture, but instead of using needles, uh, you tap on them. Um, okay. And it's kind of amazing what all it can do. Mm. Now, you also work with veterans doing this. Is that Well, I don't work with many veterans personally. Uh, the really cool thing is that EFT uh, is approved for the Veterans Administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and found is that veterans that have PTSD, if you do 10 one-hour sessions, uh, over 85% of those veterans can no longer be diagnosed with PTSD. Mm, That is awesome. Yes, it certainly is. Um, It actually just works like a miracle a lot of times. Um, Mm -hmm. Interesting process. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about... um, I can tell you different things. I can tell you a little bit of the history of where it started, which was kind of interesting. Okay. Um, it came out of um, the study of applied uh, kinesiology. Uh-huh. Um, in quite a while, there was actually a psychiatrist out in California that was working uh, with a woman. And mm-hmm. basically, he... Um, she had a fear of heights, and they were working in Southern California. He had a swimming pool. They were working outside, and he'd been studying. He'd worked with her for a very long time, and she had this fear of water, I should say, mm-hmm. and she could only take like three or four inches in the bathtub. Oh, my goodness. Band. It was really an extreme phobia. Um, so she was reading these things about the different points in the body, you know, that store different energies. So he had her 
the stupid cause of desperation, he had her like tap on this point, and it's like she got up immediately and headed like for the swimming pool, and he goes like, "What are you doing?" Because he knew she was a water. <laughs> What's she gonna do? You know? And he goes, "That's all right, doctor. I realize I can't swim." You know, but <laughs> she was no, she was no longer afraid of water, huh. uh, and it was just absolutely amazing. So um, he just took a um, took a study. And started studying all this and wound up with uh, a really complicated way to diagnose which point to tap on. And mm-hmm. he probably like $50,000 for the training. Wow. You know, but at the time, you got to remember, the, the therapeutic community believed that you could not cure fears and phobias. It was right. just impossible to do. So here's the thing that's brand new. So uh, he did this, and there was um, a Stanford-trained engineer called Gary Craig who mm-hmm. came along, did the training with the doctor, um, and you know spent different sums of money to do this. <clears throat> and being an engineer, he said, well, you know, we're spending like a whole long time figuring out what point to tap on, but there's only so many points. Why don't we figure out a tapping routine? Okay. So we'll go through this. So instead of spending like 40 minutes to figure out where to tap, he figured a routine he should go through in like 60 seconds. Huh. Okay. And he decided this was such a – and he started getting wonders. He's the one that actually went to the Veterans Administration early on, oh. and he really started curing veterans of PTSD – uh, just amazing things that started happening to people. You know, their fear of heights. He would take an audience up there, and you know, and if you have a hundred people, you're going to get a few people scared of snakes. So he would take <laughs> six people up there with with a fear of snakes, start tapping, and Andy bring out snakes, and they were like handling them. You know, it was just um, absolutely amazing uh, what you could do with this process. Um, so he actually decided to, like, give it away, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave it away. It's an open source. Uh, EFT has been taken on and changed by many different people, many different versions of it. Uh, Gary Craig was the founder, and his original training, you can actually go online, get the training for free at emofree.com. Very mm-hmm. good Actually, the training is online now. It's probably better than the original uh, training I took with Gary. Uh-huh. Um, and then his daughter actually, I got certified under the original program. And then I actually studied with his daughter later on. Um, and we, I went to do some trainings. With that. It was pretty cool, too. So it's an incredible process, you know, for using that. What year uh, did this stuff start? Jeff? Well, I think. Gary started this in the early 90s, uh-huh. uh, 1990s, um, like 92, 93. I mean, it's interesting. He started out using VHS tapes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gone on. And Gary is, um, he, he mostly retired now. Um, he does do some different seminars occasionally. Sure. Um, you know, but he's, um, you know, he's kind of retired now, mostly lives in California. Um, his daughter was carrying on the training, but she's not doing it quite as much. But there's a bunch of different organizations that offer training. Um, the American Society for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, ACEP, uh-huh. probably does the best training. 
uh, right now, but it's actually geared towards professionals, like professional counselors, mm-hmm. um, you know, chiropractors, a lot of them pick it up sometimes, too, as a complement to what they do if they're into holistic health. Um, right. So it's, you know, geared towards that. That's their training because it's mostly doctors, um, you know, psychiatrists, MDs that are actually run this organization. So it's a very professional, it's a really good training, but it is geared towards professionals. Uh, I would recommend it. If I was just going to pick it up, I'd go to Gary's training online. And there's some other organizations that, you know, do it as well, with a little different variation. Um, I my, Certainly what I do is a variation, quite honestly. Uh-huh. But at least I go back to the source and start from there. You know. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. When you say pressure points, they're all over the body, correct? Uh, they are. Um, there are different pressure points. Um, what they use, uh, what has happened is, well, the original EFT that Gary put out uh, was a lot more complicated than what it's evolved into. Okay. okay. Um, so, and there are different routines that they used to use that came with that. Uh, what I use now most exclusively is called a shortcut method. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, I'll run you through this and see if you can actually identify the points. Okay? okay. So the first point is right at the top of the eye, right next to the bridge of your nose. Okay. Okay. Then you go over to the side of your eye, you know, towards your ear. And right there is another point. Okay. okay. Gotcha. And you go underneath your eye right there. Okay. Okay. Then you go underneath your nose. Okay. And then you go uh, underneath, you between your mouth, lips and your chin. Gotcha. Okay. Now, then you come down uh, your chest, come down past your throat, and you'll have feel like an indent there. And you find your bone. Got there. it. And you go down two inches and you over two inches, and that's actually the, what they call the collarbone point. Now, okay. the real important thing about this, you can use either side of your face. So okay. you can go away with that. Now, the next point is down. It's underneath your arm. It's probably around where your bra line is. If you're okay. a female. Uh, nip, around your nipple if you're a male. Okay. On that side right there. I usually use four fingers to catch it. And then I use the top of the head. Now, when I do the top of the head, I usually use three fingers to kind of cover all the points on the top of the head. Okay, that would make sense. Absolutely. So like the the crown chakra? Right, the crown area up there like that. Okay, Okay. now, um, so what happens then uh, is that if you use two fingers uh, and then then you actually start – you know, on like uh, where you, you know, where you would usually do a karate chop, you know, you hit that part right there. Yes. If you use the other hand and you use all four fingers, you'll hit a point in there. Uh, that's actually the first point. So um, how are you feeling today? You got any pains? You got any tiredness? What's going on? See me. I'm exhausted. Okay. So you're exhausted and it's okay to be exhausted. So would you like to feel a little more energy? Uh, Of course. Absolutely. So normally what we do is we do on a scale of one to 10. Mm -hmm. So how's your exhaustion level feel? Or what's your, let's just go the other way. What's your energy level right now on a scale of one to 10? One to 10, I would say four. Okay. So you're a four. So 
we would hope for a little bit of increase in that. Okay. okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to simply just tap and I will call out the points. You know, if you hit them in a different order, there's no problem. If you tap at them one time, two times, three times, you try to do a couple times, two or three, you know, it, it's a very imprecise um, algorithm because you made it that way. Okay. okay? So, and you don't even have to tap on all the points, but it's much faster to do that than it is to find out what you need to do. Okay. So, so it's just, um, and this is the process. So, what we're going to do is we're going to start there uh, with the nose point up there at the side of the eye, and you go um, energy. Mm. Okay. Okay. Just say the word repeat after. Actually, let's start over again. Okay. Okay. So, start. okay. So, you're going to. Take, do your karate chop point right there, okay? Okay. You're going to, you repeat after me what I say, even though. Even though. I don't have much energy. I don't have much energy. It's only a four. It's only a four? Level four energy. Level four energy. I really don't like that. I really don't like that. I like to be full of energy. I would love to be full of energy. I love life. I love life. And I want to be full of energy. And I want to be full of energy. I deeply and completely. I deeply and completely. Love and accept myself. Love and accept myself. Just the way I am. Just the way I am. Okay, so let's go up here to the side of the eye. Energy. 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 I don't like it when I don't have energy. I don't like it when I don't have energy. I have lots of stuff to do. I have lots of stuff to do. I expect myself to do a lot of stuff. I expect myself to do a lot of stuff. And it has to be perfect. And it has to be perfect. Absolutely. And it has to be perfect. And it has to be perfect. If it's not perfect. If it's not perfect. Something will happen. Something will happen. It'll be bad. It will be bad. <laughs> and I won't like And I won't like that. <laughs> I don't like being a mess. I don't like being a mess. But life is messy. But life is messy. And it's okay to be a mess. It's okay to be a mess. And it's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. It's okay to rest. Okay to be full of energy. It's okay to be full of energy. It's okay to be me. It's okay to be me. However I am. However I am. It's okay. It's okay. I accept it. I accept it. And I'm at peace. And I am at peace. Okay, so what's your energy level now on a scale of 1 to 10? I feel refreshed a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's probably went from a 4 to an 8 in that short wow. time. That's, That's pretty good. Okay. So um, I was actually paying attention to what I did this time. So you want me to tell you a little bit about what happened? Absolutely. Fascinating. Um, so um, normally I just, I don't really ever know where we're going to go, what I'm going to say, um, but it just sort of evolves as we go. And mm -hmm. I do is there's an interactive response and how you respond, what you look like, what you say is what are clues to go on to that. So okay. what I can tell you from that is that you have really high expectations of yourself. Oh, yes, yes. And you like things to be perfect, and you need them to be perfect. And 
then I can understand that. So my direction to you was to that takes a lot of energy from you. Oh, yes. And um, whatever it is that drives you to be perfect that makes you have to be that way is maybe something you want to look at. Um, because it usually comes from something in our childhood. Mm-hmm. And if we actually working, then we would say, well, what makes you think? Why do you feel that way? Do you see a picture? Is there an incident? You know, something like that, which it leads on a detective trail back to the root cause of things. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's, I was just going through that. Normally, I don't even, I just go on and we just... Um, just go on with the thing so it's really interesting to see how that that's how that process of me working with someone works sure i think i think that would be amazing for a lot of people even when they're going through a time of grieving or going through a time where their life is changing i think that would be an awesome way of healing themselves um okay i'll tell you some of the very good uses Mm -hmm. um so um well, I'll go back a little bit. We'll give you a little bit of groundwork first. Okay. So um, when we were developing on the planes, okay, mm-hmm. the ones that actually survived were the ones that could see like tiger stripes moving in the grass and automatically react. Exactly. Okay. Which was, that's how the species evolved. But it left us operating in the hippocampus part of our brain where we do a lot of automatic responses. Okay. Okay. Um, where that bothers us today is that some of that's great because we want to be able to automatically respond. You know, there's like sometimes there's all kinds of different terms for what we do, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, it's just learned reflexes. That's the way we evolve. Now, that also causes PTSD because you automatically react to things. I mean, that's why, you know, when you have a veteran, the typical stories of car backfires, they hit the dirt. It's because they're back in that experience they had before. Now, what you find out, and also it could be like if you were a child and somebody did something to you that was really shocking, it was a certain gender and wore a red shirt. Every time you saw someone of that gender with a red shirt, you might start automatically reacting. Oh, yes, absolutely will have automatic reactions, and it could be a number of different things. So uh, what you find is that this stuff gets – it's like – in a way, it's like you you have an energy mix-up or, a, a, you know, something happens in your energy field. And then that affects you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could have, you know, severe trauma, abuse that could happen. Also, you could have something – is interestingly enough as when a, a little girl's five year old and it comes out to this pretty new dress, you know, mm-hmm. goes to daddy and daddy says, I don't like the color. So 20 years later, she's having several failed relationships and doesn't feel good about herself. Uh-huh. And it could be something as simple as that starts this pattern of, I don't feel good enough. I'm not worthy enough. And then that actually filters everything else we do it's like our computer wiring gets set unless we go back and rewrite it now what eft can do is you go back you know to this um event okay Okay. and you feel through it you take you do a story okay and you tap through it um and you actually eliminate 
the energy of that, like, it no longer exists. Okay. It's like I can look back, say I was really angry or hurt at something, and it's like, yeah, I remember, but, you know, it wasn't really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, to some point, that's why we use, like, the number system, because sometimes they go, well, that never was a problem. They don't, you know, because it isn't now. But, right. you know, an hour ago, <laughs> <laughs> you were angry at a mobile 10. Now you're not, you know. So it's really interesting how that process works through that. Now, if you have, like, severe trauma um, and um, you you don't want to go into it, okay? Right. So you don't have to actually tell your story. You can tap without telling the story, and you just tell me when you are in your story, and we'll just tap and go through without never hearing that, okay? Okay. What you can do is you actually can project that onto a screen, Um and tap at that way, so it's not really happening to you. You're tapping through a movie. Okay. So these are some techniques to kind of release, uh, relieve, you know, to gently, more gently deal mm-hmm. with things that happened in the past if you've had some pretty severe issues. Um, so there's different techniques, you know, for that that we use um, to go through that. So some of the things I've actually done, um, I've had... Um, a young guy, uh, I remember these, these are kind of cool things. I had a young guy that, um, he was at a fear of heights and we were actually mm-hmm. in an office, was using an office on the second floor. So I had him look out the window. Yeah, he was afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. So we tapped for about 20 minutes. Uh, he was young enough. He remembered when his dad had actually held him out over a bridge. Ooh. Okay. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Poor kid. Right. There you go. There you go. So we actually went back and we tapped through all of his feelings of that. Okay. And about 20 minutes later, he got up and looked out the window. He was no longer afraid of heights. That's awesome. Yes. And I've also dealt with people's fear of flying, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes, half an hour. We go back. Um, you know, some cases are a little more complicated. Uh, but basically, fears and phobias, uh, you can probably eliminate 80% of those in one session. Um, mm. You know, I actually was working with a lady not too long ago that was afraid of uh, spiders so much that she wouldn't sleep in her bedroom. Oh, my so goodness. Wow, we, really? Yeah, we worked with her for an hour, and I had her through the house hunting spiders, and she was actually looking at them and kind of fascinated because – they couldn't leave. She didn't, they didn't look that scary to her. Wow. So. Where did she sleep, though? Oh, my goodness. That would be horrible. <laughs> That's a horrible fear. Yeah, she had to sleep on the couch, right? She wouldn't sleep in her bedroom because she had sliders in there or whatever. So it was oh. interesting. Um, wow. But these are the things that we live with that are so easily treatable. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the traumas and stuff from the past. Sure. Um, you know, that shape our lives. Um and what I find is that, you know, people um, come in, they feel better about something, and then they can come back later and work on other things because we don't really work on everything all at once. Some people like to, you know, dive in and, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be healed. And it's pretty cool. They make some really cool transformations, um, you know, but you have to want to get rid of the stuff and you have sure. to face um, that dreaded word change. Yeah, and change is never easy, as everybody knows. 
Well, it really goes back to our ego's job was to protect us. That mm-hmm. was another part of the art. And if we change, we're different. And then it goes back to that stranger danger kind of thing. Right. That response. So what it does is our ego actually wants to force us back to, um, you know, force us back to um, in, into this pattern that it knows so it can keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, if we're different, then it doesn't know how to respond and it doesn't feel it can do its job. So we actually go to this, it's almost like an internal struggle, struggle with our ego, uh, you know. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, so it's really difficult. So you have to kind of um, allow that to happen. Um, one of the things that I found out that works really well, and I, I combined a bunch of different things I've learned over the years, um, is that you do something like, it's sort of like inner child work, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you picture your, the part of you that's afraid or damaged as like a child, uh, and then you actually work with yourself um, to actually parent the child, to you comfort the child. You know, there's a whole bunch of different techniques you use. Um, then it's much easier to work that way. You kind of go around that ego defense in a way is what you're doing. And that really works really well um, because I think that um, – you know, in the end, we all want to, we all we meet our basic needs. We want to feel loved and feel like we have a purpose. Hey, well, so yeah. once you can go through that change, do you think then growth appears after that? I think growth appears. I think growth is a very long process. From oh, what definitely. I've, um, but I definitely think that growth happens Um you know, there's some things um, – I've worked with healing for a long time. I will go into the other part, but I'll go ahead and tell you a little mm-hmm. more of my philosophy. Um, there are some elements to healing, uh, and one is gratitude yes. um, and forgiveness. Um, we don't forgive um, for for the other people. We forgive for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh very important and it's also important uh prayer and meditation and also uh, in a way visioning uh finding out where it is we want to go okay and even like you know people put up goals this is what i want to do and but that's a whole different class i'll get into that one later you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh anyway so that's some of the thoughts when i was going to go back to eft and i'll go back to that um it's used very good for uh, if you have a panic attack, okay, mm. in a panic attack, you mm-hmm. can al- always immediately stop the panic attack with just that tapping sequence. And all you say is, even though I'm having a panic attack, and then you just tap on panic attacks. Um, and within a few rounds, you've lessened, and you usually have gotten out of the panic attack within a minute or two. Okay. So it's the same, the karate chop area and by the eyes? Yeah, use this. You know, you do that. You just go, even though I'm having a panic attack, Mm -hmm. I deeply and completely love and accept myself the way I am. Um, I'm not going to go into all the explanations of why you do that. But anyway, so then you do the points and most generally 90% of the time you will be able to stop a panic attack. See, that's awesome to know. I am 
fortunate in my life. I have never had one, but right. people around me have, everyone I've know, have known has had them. I've never had one, so I don't even know what they feel like. Right. So if you feel anxious, you can use the same thing. Now, this is the other part that's really good is that you can use this for anger, Okay, say, I mean, uh, you may not bother you somebody else out there, maybe angry at their husband okay, okay. and uh, or their children. Okay? okay. Or what they did. Okay. So we're never usually angry for what happened in the moment. It's always something in our past that's a trigger, which is always another whole thing to go down. But so you start tapping on it and you just tap, I'm angry. I'm angry because blah, 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 blah. So a lot of the times what will either happen is you'll start laughing or crying. Okay. Because you're releasing your emotions. You realize how silly it was. And if you actually flash back into something in the past, you start tapping on that and you actually resolve it because you have all those emotions present. But what that does is, is it doesn't carry on whatever that anger was about. Okay, that part's gone. Okay. Okay. And hopefully you deal with the past, you know. Oh, gotcha. Now, so that's a really great thing to use when you're angry, when you're in the moment. Say you're frustrated at work, you're frustrated with your boss, mm -hmm. or just if you're anxious to go into a business meeting, okay? Or this is actually great for test anxiety, Say, you know, I'm like afraid of the test. You just go, you, what you're doing is and you, have to be, you have to be honest with what your emotions are. And you can say, I'm afraid of taking a test, even mm -hmm. though I'm afraid of taking a test. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, you know, I'm afraid I'll be a failure. You know, I mean, because then the underlying part might start to come out what the real problem is. Oh, I'm afraid to be a failure. Well, you know, my dad always said I'd be a failure, you know, whatever. Mm, yeah. Because those lines come back, and the more of that you get into, then you, the problem doesn't recur. So actually, once you you can do this in the moment, it's great for all these things. Once you go back in and clean the stuff out, then you don't really get in the situations because it isn't there. So that's mm -hmm. a really cool. So there's a just uh, a miraculous amount of stuff you can do, you know, with this, um, and it's really. I've, you know, found it really helpful for a lot of people, and I think they should do it, tap on different things. Um, do I always remember to tap? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people say, you tap? Oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> That's something I might want to take to work. I might be tapping a lot. There you go. Let me tell you, <laughs> give you some hints for this. I'll give you some hints for this, too. So, basically, you know, if you're in a situation, sometimes you don't want to sit there and, like, tap, okay? Uh -huh. um, you know, and say things. So you go to the bathroom, okay? Uh, but if you can't do that, you can actually verbalize tapping, and it's about 80% effective um, as tapping on yourself, just visualizing it, going through it. Okay. You know, visualize the tapping. You know, you can say, I'm, you know, I'm really angry at you while your boss is talking to you. I mean, it's somebody else, you know, whatever. Or, you know, I'm frustrated because you're not competent, you know. Sure. Uh, or whatever the situation is, you tap through that, and then you just release that in the moment, your angst goes away, your demeanor changes, the energy gets better in the room, and everything's better. Okay. okay. That sounds awesome. That sounds like an awesome idea for everybody out there, because I know, you know, the work environment can be really stressful for people. 
Well, it's particularly now. It's really stressful. Oh, yes, absolutely. People putting a lot of pressure and everybody being shorthanded. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just, it is a hard environment. I mean, that's why I'm, you know, if customer service works sort of good, I'm okay, you know. <laughs> There's just because not a lot of people out there in service right now. It's like they all stopped working. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it'll get better again. It just will take a little time. Sure. Uh, but where we are today is, you know, take some, just, you just have to remember. And, you know, sometimes I'll forget that, you know, because all my sure. important. You know, I go back into that, you know, you, you make, make me feel important, you know, or whatever. <laughs> whatever, you, whatever your own individual triggers are with that. Um, so, okay. So then I'll go back into some of, we talked about the elements of healing. Uh I think the gratitude is very important. Oh, I will go on and stop and say, I'm also a licensed unity teacher and I taught classes for a while. So um, healing are actually out of one of, um, the classes that I taught for a while and, you know, gratitude, forgiveness, uh, prayer and meditation, and actually, it's like a visualization. And they also um, use affirmation, uh, uh-huh. which I think is an important part, too. But that really is changing the language. <laughs> so those are the actual elements of healing, which is good for everyone to do. Mm-hmm. And tons of courses. This isn't, a, I'm going to do this one day and be done. Okay. This is like a time's work, you know. My question is, when you when you start all of this, doesn't your brain think differently, or the chemistry in your brain changes? Um, I would say yes. Okay. Um, I know because um, I look back, and I've been doing this since, well, um, 35 to 40 years, something like that. Wow. And when I first started, actually... Um, my recovery was I went into an adult children of alcoholics meeting. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, and I was pretty crazy back then. And the people in the group were pretty crazy too. Now I look back on it. <laughs> um, and I went through years and I, you know, went to um, different processes. I went to, um, um, you know, the school at Unity, become a licensed Unity teacher, which is a pretty lengthy process. Mm-hmm. I remember a few years ago, um, I got to the point where I was low-grade crazy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty darn good, you mm-hmm. know, because what I mean by that was that, yeah, I had compulsive ideas or things I wanted to get into, and I couldn't always, like, not do them, right. okay? They would still control me, but it was only low-grade, and I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. so like okay so i went through uh well personally uh last year was an interesting year um yeah uh, yeah for a lot of people i was changing relationships and therefore i had a house that i sold and like it closed on four o'clock on friday before the shutdown happened on monday wow so i wound up staying with someone and then my mom went into hospice and I went down, spent the summer with her. I uh, went down actually Memorial Day and pretty much stayed full time. And she left September 12 to go live with my niece out in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, so through that process, um, you know, I was with my mom. Um, 
it was hard for me to be with my mom more than two days. That's the most I would ever say. So I stayed with her for those months. Um, it was an incredible experience. Um, you know, my mom, you know, I saw her wasting away with the cancer. Mm, right. Uh, and, you know, I had to be reasonably careful. Um, it wasn't possible to always be me in right. that situation. Um, and that was a choice I was making. So, and even in my family, um, came together, um, and, you know, well, those different signs, I'm not going into all the details, but it was, it was interesting how we all kind of, you know, fit in with that and tried mm-hmm. to put our side. I watched my brother do that mm-hmm. one day, it didn't blow up. And I thought it was incredibly cool. And I watched him because I just forgot I had been working with a client and I came downstairs and it's like I've forgotten I was being real. And I realized, oh, you can't be real. <laughs> so anyway, so I went through this experience and this was the land we were on that my great grandfather had bought. Then wow. um, I lived, came up there as a child with my grandparents and played in this area up here and spent a lot of summers up there. So mm-hmm. this was also being sold. And we were getting rid of that, too. So I remember sitting there after my mom left and just thinking and feeling. And in the part of the process, there was like a 15-ton boulder there. And yeah. during the summer, I disintegrated the boulder. Uh. But that was – and I used some different kind of chemicals to do it. But it was just an interesting process of release and letting go. And so I came back, and I realized that you know, I've been through this, and all this other stuff doesn't make this much difference. Mm-hmm. So today after, and I'm still hit by grief at times, because uh, mm-hmm. I remember it was my birthday, and my mom, you know, it was the first time in my life I hadn't got a birthday card for my mom. Sure. So yeah. I felt sad. So I went and just went through the day, and I realized why I was sad and did some things, and it dissipated. Um, what I found, you know, uh, well, another thing like that so anyway through this process today i'm not very crazy at all is what i'm actually saying i look at myself and i make choices and i'm making choices but i remember um very early on in my recovery i was sitting at the sink and i had this feeling that i could choose which compulsive behavior i wanted to do Uh, okay and that was so absolutely freeing to me in the moment Okay, so what I'm saying is that as we go through this, we have ah ahas and we feel really good because we're so different than we were at that point. Uh Feels really good. And what I encourage people to do is like really revel in those victories and stay with that. And then you'll go on and you'll find something else and your life gets better. Remember, um Someone was telling me they were walking along and they said, I'm having a bad day. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. They realized a bad day. And then they looked back and said, oh, my God, this is what my best days used to be like. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it really is a progression as we go along. And, yes, our brains do actually change. Uh-huh. Um, we actually because what we do is we rewire new neural pathways and we react differently in our brain. Our brains actually respond differently to things. And that's what EFT does. It helps change that. Now, what I have found with grief, in my own personal experience, 
I work with someone with EFT, mm-hmm. but they really it is actually helping, but they don't really realize it because have you ever dug a hole in sand? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like. <laughs> You keep digging, but you don't think you're getting anywhere, even though you're taking all the sand out, because the grief is an overwhelming emotion. Sure it is. So it's much easier to deal with grief in the past than it is in the present, because it's so overwhelming. So when you're dealing with grief, your best way is just to absolutely feel it, you know, absolutely feel the grief. And you can say, I'm having a grieving day. You know, uh, and this is grief. I mean, I'm feeling, I'm crying, experiencing, and to go through it and to allow people to, this is even harder for us to do, is to allow people to actually grieve, to actually feel feelings. Yes, absolutely. I've I've heard people say things like, they tell people, you should be over this by now. It's like grief has no time period. Everybody's different. What we do is, and the reason we I, the reason we do this is because it makes us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not really about them at all. It's about us. Absolutely. Uh, so the other thing that I find important, I've been dealing with quite a bit, particularly in relationships, is uh, emotional honesty. Mm. Okay, so this is a difficult one, uh, where we actually have to be honest about how we feel. Now, it's really hard for a lot of people because they've never been allowed to really feel their emotions and they don't know how to actually express them or know what they're actually feeling. So um, you have to have a place of safety before you can actually feel free enough to start, you know, doing out your emotions. Um, you know, and I'll give you an example. In my relationship today, the person I'm with is so absolutely nice, you know, yeah. if I'll do something, she'll come back and apologize for it. Oh. <laughs> so, but what this has done is allowed me to feel absolutely safe enough that I can be emotionally honest mm-hmm. and I'll encourage her to feel her own feelings. So we have actually then... Um, lucked out to find a relationship where we both feel completely safe oh, you know that's awesome and it's really cool to have that honesty and what i found out the and i've known this for a long time but being able to do it's completely different sure. and you have to find the environment you have to find the people and your tribe or whatever where you can actually be emotionally honest and say this is how i feel Or, you know, uh, I need a break. Mm -hmm. I need to go. It's like, okay, I'll come back, you know, and we'll talk about this later. And it's okay. I don't have to, like, convince you of anything. I don't have to have you to be a certain way. But just allow people to be who they are. And and the emotional honesty is cool because we we don't live in an emotionally honest world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not encouraged. It's actually discouraged. Uh, to a large extent, more like you get in line, you know, get with the program, sure. you know. That. So you have to actually, um, to become authentic, you have to be able to practice this and know how you actually feel and allow it to be okay. And what the immense interesting thing is, once you practice this enough, things don't bother you as much. 
Ah, that would make that would make a lot of that'd make a huge amount of sense. Yeah, because you actually it just does isn't a big deal to you anymore because you feel safe. You've practiced it. You actually become stronger by appearing to be weaker. Isn't that really interesting? And but it it actually makes more sense. We're just taught drink the Kool Aid and everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And that's just was to control you to fall in line because I don't want to deal with you or your feelings. Right. Some way. And I got a little off on that, I know. (laughs) (laughs) My past. Oh, that was probably my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's really interesting when you when you see the society as a whole, we've forgotten a lot of things. One is emotional, one is supporting each other, and the other is if you don't drink the Kool-Aid and don't fit in, we don't want anything to do with you. Right. We do it in schools. We do it at work. We do it every. And those people that don't fit in are our salvation. Yeah. People don't realize that. Like, I would love to see small towns. I would love to see people supporting each other. I'd love mm-hmm. to see small business grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just wonderful, isn't it? Doesn't that yeah. make your heart? Yeah, that that makes me very content to think if we could all live together in small towns, support each other, you know, know each other's names, you know. I don't know how many know our neighbors' names anymore. Am I even going to get into that? Because it's really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, order to grow, we need to know that, you know, we need that. We need a society of that. And I think, I think it's coming. Just like like we talked about transitions, I think it's hard. Growth is hard. Right. So I think that we need to find community. Uh, it's not necessarily, I always talk about a family of choice. Uh-huh. Uh, but we need to find a community where we find people that are like us. Okay. Now, what I found that I need to find personally are people that can be kind and emotionally honest. Okay. Some people else may want a community that's toward people of accomplishing, doing something. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everybody's on board with that. They feel cool in their community. Okay. Um, But it's like you have to find a community that resonates with you and you can't force that. Right. You need to feel safe with what feels good for you and your feelings need to be honored. And then you'll know, you know, where you are. Um, you know, and people are allowed to be, but you have to find your own community with that. Then you can go out in the world because I think once you have that base, then you can go out and do and help and help understand people. But, you know, the world is not our responsibility. What's really the responsibility is us. And as we change ourselves, then the world changes. Right. And enough of us change, then the world will change. Kind of like lead from example. Yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. absolutely right. You know, if you want to have a good work, if you want to have good workers, coworkers, and be a good coworker. Yeah, I agree. Now, yeah. you had said something to me earlier that you'd like to do a guided meditation. Okay, so I will talk a little bit about that, and sure. then I'll go into and just kind of end with that if you want. Oh, that would um, be awesome! I think everyone deserves this, Joe. 
Okay. So uh, some of the other things I've done besides EFT is I did, well, like energy work way back early on in my career, and I've never really stopped doing that. Um, so I do um, what I call like a quantum energy balance. I actually do metaphysical shows. Uh-huh. Um I go to them and do EFT, sell, you know, some stuff and do the quantum energy balance. And when I do that, people get really peaceful. Uh, I remember um, a couple instances. Um, I went to Denver uh, to do a show. And this was amazing because it was like doing one in like an old Kmart, which probably was actually. It was called the Denver. <laughs> okay. And imagine metaphysical healers readers filling up an entire place like that uh-huh. and there's like seven thousand people show up so it's a really big place a really big event and i sold a whole lot of stuff there uh the incident i remember from that though was this pregnant lady came up who obviously was like struggling with energy just walking around honestly and uh-huh. i told her to sit in my chair and i did this little energy thing and, you know, afterwards, you know, she told me she was really felt a lot better. But she said, you know, as soon as you put your hands on my head, the entire room went quiet. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. Um, and I remember different kind of healing things. I know I did this to a lady not too long ago who was just had a lot of anxiety. She was going through a divorce. And afterwards, she said, how are you? And she says, I'm peaceful. And she says, I'm never peaceful. You know, mm. so kind of things are attainable. So I will go through this sequence um, and it will be basically for everyone. So at the end of this, you just want to like, uh, we'll just hang up or do you want to say anything afterwards or what would you like to do? Me? How should we? Yes, for the show. You know, I think we should just go ahead and do it. Okay. I think. And- I think our, my audience would really appreciate some, to do something like that for them. Okay, so, but afterwards, are we just going to be, is that going to be the end, or are we going to come back and converse? Oh, I'll come back and converse with you, because I've got to say my thank yous. I really appreciate what you're doing. Okay, well, let's just go through it then, so, do the exercise. Okay, so, I want you, uh, whoever, wherever you are, uh, and this is tailored in general, but really it's for you, for what's going on for you, because that's what's going to come through. Okay. Um, just uh, get in a comfortable place. Okay. Just um, kind of take your body, kind of shake it a little bit, shake your arms a little bit, maybe shake your legs a little bit. Okay. Okay, so what you want you to do is take a deep breath, breathe in, and breathe out. Do it again. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. So what I want you to do is to see a white light connecting to the top of your head. And this white light you are connecting to comes from the center of the universe, the center of all creation, the center of all that is. And you feel that white light just reaching the top of your head. You may even feel a tingle, may feel a sensation. And you feel yourself just connected with the divine and all power, all energy, all life force, all that is. 
And you feel the energy flowing down into your forehead. And when it comes to your forehead, you just feel something opens up for you. You have a spiritual knowing, a spiritual understanding. Your intuition is open. You see something, some picture, some image, something comes to you that you understand, that you know what's going on. And you feel that energy flowing down through your cheeks. You feel it flowing into your neck. And when it comes to your neck, you actually feel your voice just changing. And your voice is changing to speaking the truth, speaking your honest truth. And you know that you can say yes and you can say no. And if you have a, someone ask you something and they say, if you're not sure, then your answer is no. Your yeses are yes, your noes are noes. And you speak with authority. You speak with authority, your authority for you. And you feel the energy flowing down into your chest. And when it comes to your chest, you actually feel your heart expanding. And you feel the energy expanding out from your heart. And it fills your body. It fills the room. You feel yourself connecting with the plants, the animals, the people. All around, you feel that wonderful energy flowing to your heart. And you feel yourself just giving out love, love energy flowing out from your heart. But as this flows out, you also feel yourself connecting from the top of your head and from your heart and form a shield around you. And as this shield is around you, you can feel your love going out. You can feel love coming in. But any energy not of use to you just does not come through that shield. And you feel just safe and wonderful and connected and content in this shield, in this bubble of life. And you find this energy flowing down solar plexus and when it comes to your solar plexus you just feel your will falling in line with your spiritual purpose with your emotions with your intellect and your spirit all falling in line with your will so you're able to take the steps you need to take to do what it is for your healing for your growth for your guidance for your prosperity you are motivated you're able your will falls in line you see this energy then going down into your stomach. And when it comes to your stomach, you just see all of these emotions that you felt. And you may see images, you may see colors, it may be reds, black, oranges, purples, dark images. And you see this light, this beautiful white light that's flowing through your body, just shine on each of these images and just see each of these images just transform, transform. All of the images just transform. Even the last one just transformed and released. And what you are left is a tranquil blue sea, just a tranquil sea of calm and peace. And that is who you are, who your emotions are. And you feel the energy flowing down into your hips. And when it comes to your hips, you see yourself creating connecting with life as life is. You feel your creative powers just enhance 
and you know that you can create what you want to, you can live how you want to, and be engaged in life. And you feel the energy flowing down to your legs, to your knees, flowing down to your ankles, to your feet, the bottom of your feet, and connecting deep within the earth. And you have a connection that is from the center of all creation, flowing through your body, connecting deep within the earth. And as it connects deep within the earth, you feel that healing, warmth, connection of Mother Earth nurturing you. So from this point, all this energy flowing to your body, to your cells, your neurons, you see anything not of use to you, um, just being eliminated by the light. And you see maybe any darkness in the cells, anything you might consider unhealth or unease, just transformed into ash. And you see that ash just floating up back into the universe just to be recycled into stardust. And you were left with a sense of vibrancy, wholeness, aliveness. You were full of energy. Anything needing repair in your body has been repaired, and you're full of light. And know that at any time, you can request the same process to come to you, this healing. And we are left with a sense of gratitude, immense gratitude for every part of our body, everything this functions perfectly, and we are just in a sense of gratitude with that. So we see you in a state of peace, harmony, and being. So just let that soak in. Take as much time as you need to recover or continue with the process. And when you are ready, just speak. Oh, that was relaxing, Joe. Okay, cool. Mm. Denise liked it, too. I don't know if you heard her, but she jumped up in my lap. <laughs> well, it's all part of the energy. Um, the animals are connected, and quite frequently they'll um, become part of the experience. Oh, yes. My Pekingese fez gave with you, and it was hard for me to come back a little bit because it was very relaxing after i know it was that was why my suggestion <gasps> <could> just arc day <laughs> but you know uh, people like you people that do this kind of work and that's why i want to share it with anybody that will listen because sometimes that little meditation will take you out of a really bad mindset it's a very good healing tool yeah i have people just call me up and we'll go through that and they're done, and I'm, you know, off on wherever I was doing. I can stop for a few moments. And mm-hmm. if you say a word, um, I will admit that when I was doing this one, I kept getting images for it was for different people. Mm-hmm. So that different parts of it were a little different because each one is uniquely different every time I do it. And I was seeing this one was I was kind of like, oh, this, 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 <laughs> and this kind of was coming through too. So I'm sure it would be, be beneficial to. Uh, several people on yes, this one too. Absolutely, okay. it was beneficial to uh, as well. Um, my animals mm-hmm. come down. It's really interesting. They come down when I do different interviews with people, mm-hmm. and my Pekingese definitely wanted it. So that was awesome. Well, Joe, is there anything else? How do they get a hold of you? Um, okay, so um, Joe Folrod. It's F-O-L-L-R-O-D mm-hmm. uh, at um, gmail.com. Okay. 
And my phone number is 260-710-1267. And I'll repeat that, uh, 260-710-1267. You can text me and I'll get back to you. Okay. And I work with a variety of people. Um, You know, I work over Skype, over the phone, you know, Zoom, FaceTime, different things. And you're also on Facebook is how I connected with you. Absolutely. I'm on Facebook. You can can find me on Facebook. Yes. You can find him on Facebook. He's one of my friends, DD Moonflyer. So if you want to friend me and you need to talk to Joe, please let me know. Also, don't forget people subscribe to iTunes and Spotify for the Twilight Tonic Paranormal Podcast. Joe, thank you so much. I'd like to have you back on later this year. So maybe we can go through new meditations and talk about something new and exciting. Yes, I'm actually will have new things by then. So that's really cool. No problem. Awesome, Joe. You have a great night and thank you for the interview. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you.